And now it's time for the ridiculous. <laughs> what kinds of things make people pissed? And how many suitors exactly has she dismissed? Siri, what are some locations for a lover's tryst? <laughs> oh, darling, surely there must be a list. A list? A list? A list? A list? You're telling me it's all here on this bleeding <laughs> list. That's preposterous and ludicrous. Well, actually, it's all quite ridiculous. Ridiculous. Welcome to The Ridiculous. We're back with episode three. Episode three, and it's so fun. We're drinking wine. It is. And uh, cheers. <laughs> it is. It is wine. It is wine. And we're having a great time. We're having a great time. We're drinking wine. <laughs> and you know what I think that means? It's time for lists. Let's get to the lists. Okay. All right, my list is first. <laughs> put my wine down and put my glasses on. <laughs> Very sophisticated here. Okay, um, so it is from an article in Vice, and this is uh, horror Airbnb stories. <gasps> oh my god! As a <laughs> comedian that's traveled a bunch, yeah, uh, yeah, I've had a few. Yeah, what's your any like any notable? The most notable one was um, I remember staying at this like it was a house that was a group like a bunch of us stayed in it yeah. in um in North Carolina. Mm. It was for the North Carolina Comedy Festival and my room specifically, it was a very old house, but my room specifically was adorned with tiny Victorian children's clothing encased <gasps> in like <laughs> shadow boxes. Yeah. And then like porcelain dolls all over the bed and yeah. um, it was in the whole the house was very old and creaky and it had and then there was like another framed picture of a child's handprint mm. but with like no explanation or name or anything just like a red handprint i feel bad saying this um mm. but i don't think she listens but i will preface it by saying she's the most wonderful human being uh-huh. uh, but my ex-mother-in-law uh, travels a lot yeah or did travel a lot and she gave um my daughter these like little porcelain dolls for like everywhere she went or whatever (laughs) and they freaked the shit out of like she's scared of them so my closet (laughs) is filled with them so when you open my closet doors you're just greeted with like yeah porcelain doll faces and the little (laughs) eyeballs with the fluttering yeah yeah, I think that, that I think that is a thing. Like that was like such a big part of like our mothers and mother in laws generations yeah. childhood that they're like, Oh, it just like makes you think like, Oh, I wanna give this to a little girl but like sure. in today's context it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. I yeah. I stayed at an Airbnb like that too, where it was like dolls, dolls, dolls just staring at you and I was it was so creepy. It is creepy. Um Okay. So this the person who wrote this, they said Two years ago, I decided to go to New York alone on a whim. There were only a few Airbnb options left, so I ended up getting a room in Bushwick for very cheap. Turns out there was a reason it was so cheap. My 
quote-unquote bedroom had curtains instead of walls and the woman who lived there stayed up all night walking back and (gasps) forth in the tiny house and burping loudly until it was light outside oh my god other things happened while i was there too the woman's son asked me to do a mini shoot a mini shoot photo shoot of me on the roof i politely (gasps) obliged for reasons i'm unsure of and he then sent me the photos in via email One night, I walked into the kitchen, and there was a man sprawled face first on the floor. He was breathing. I checked. When I left, the host gifted me with a pair of slightly dirty white size 7 shoes. I wear a size 3. You wear a size 3? I don't know. Are you a child? (laughs) No. Now I'm wondering if this is true. Who wrote this? Uh, uh, maybe that. Well, I also said trainers, so maybe this is Brit- British sizes. British sizes. Yeah, that makes more sense. Could okay. be British. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's very scary. Yeah. Okay. So this is another. And I do. I I think that of all the Airbnbs, I mean, I think when Airbnb first started. It was like the Wild West. It really was. It, and that was back when you were okay with staying in somebody's third bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I did that lots of times. Just yeah. stayed at somebody's house, like, with them, which is just the most uncomfortable thing. Um, but, like, a lot of times, I mean, now people run Airbnbs as, like, apartments or, like, right. le- for rent. But then, and maybe sometimes now, you were, like, actually staying at, it was, like, meant to be, like, I'm staying in someone's home while they're away. Yeah. And so their stuff would be there. We stayed at Airbnb in Paris. It was us, our friend, Stephen Carlene, and we get there, and it was, like, the best spot. Like, it was right, like, you could see from the window, you could see the Eiffel Tower. It was right, like, downstairs was, like, an amazing bakery. Like, it was, like, perfect uh, Parisian experience, except the guy who was renting it, we were like, we were pretty sure that he was maybe house sitting for like (gasps) some neighbors or like for this old Russian couple, because Uh like he came like that he was, it was a one bedroom. And then he was like, he was staying, I think across the hall, but we looked and when we looked, when he opened the door across the hall, it seemed like it was maybe just a closet that oh he was staying God. in and that yeah. he was then Airbnb-ing out these whoever he was supposed to be house-sitting for because it was not cleaned. None of their stuff was put away. It was like as if they had just left home. Right. And we were like, well, it was only $70 a night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but a lot of like the horror stories are, I think New York City is still kind of that way. Yeah. Right, where like, People just try to get away with the shadiest shit. Oh, my apartment when I lived in New York City was like the weirdest fucking setup, but it was also awesome. Was I found, um, I lived on Roosevelt Island and then I lived, yeah, and it was like, but I had a a proper one bedroom. It was like a, a, a one bedroom, pretty large apartment. I'd say about like 900 square feet. And I had my own courtyard and then I was on the river. And I paid fourteen hundred a month for it, which you know back in the early two thousands was actually yeah, still ton. reasonable. Yeah, well, it was like I but mean, it, but still, like that's it, it's a lot. But it was it's a also lot, but yes. reasonable. Yeah, but um, that setup. But how I found it was this this guy that used to shop at my store um, that I managed here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, my friend has a place. You come in." And then I was like, "Oh, I'm coming in New York this weekend. I'll mm-hmm. look at places." He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going there too. I stay there for free." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> and then like he texted me, and I came and I met him. He's like, "Do you like it?" And I was like. 
yeah. And then he was like, okay, well, do you want it? And I was like, yeah. Do I need to like sign, sign something? I never signed a thing, but I just started putting $1,400 a month into a bank account. And I stayed in this <laughs> furnished apartment <laughs> in New York for like a year. And, and, no, and I never questioned anything. I never met the guy. No. I never saw his face or whatever. <laughs> uh, and it was just the weird yeah it was the yeah, weirdest yeah, yeah. setup and, uh, and it was in an old insane asylum that was turned into apartments yeah and i was like cool great oh, i mean there's yeah. no, nothing could go wrong here if i was watching myself <laughs> in a movie i would be like you're crazy yeah don't do that but i was like what great deal it's a great deal why no. would i pass it up it was crazy but it was a cool apartment but it's a cool apartment what's funny is there's a there's a movie called dark water with jennifer connelly which is like mm-hmm. about haunted um apartments on roosevelt yeah. island and it was filmed in the building next to mine oh really yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah it roosevelt was crazy. so cool mm-hmm. um okay this is also a new york a new york airbnb okay. uh, horror story so i went to new york in august for work and had airbnb booked on the upper west side didn't really know what to expect i was working all day and didn't want to get a house didn't get to the house until about 10 30 p.m it was a big brownstone building. The host came to the door and told me to be very quiet. I thought, fair enough, it's late. She led me up these pitch black steps to the door and said, we have one rule, no speaking. Like, not at all. She what? said, we feel it provides a better be atmosphere <laughs> of peace in the apartment. If you need to take a call or speak, please go to the bathroom. So I was fucking knackered. I was fucking knackered. So I just went, oh, okay. She led me to the bed, to the room and pointed to my bed. I looked down and there were seven mattresses with seven sleeping <gasps> Australian backpackers around the floor. I thought I was hallucinating. The images on the website said it was an open plan apartment and had no indication that I'd be flanked on all sides by lads and vests. You have a privacy curtain, she said. It was just a sheet which hung from the left side of the oh bed. Oh my god. And could be pinned to the right. The sheet was about the size of a large pillowcase. It covered <gasps> just my face and chest. I was just like, are you fucking joking? But passed out anyway, exhausted. I woke up at 7 a.m. to the word fire <gasps> being screamed by our host. She'd knocked over a lit candle and understanding what a huge fire hazard the gaff was, panicked. The flame went out as soon as it hit the floor, but hot red wax was spilled everywhere and sprayed up the wall and she just sat crying on the floor hysterically i popped my head out from behind the privacy pillowcase and found her crying cross-legged on the floor trying to chip a wax off a pair of shoes it honestly looked like a horror film it was still dark and she only she was only lit by the light of her phone torch i got up and packed and went to speak but she cut me off sobbing have i ruined new york for you And I said, no, of course not. She noticed my bags and I noticed her notice and said, I'm just going out for a bit. I took all my shit and left the key on the side. I requested a refund and they paid within 12 hours. I don't imagine it was the first or last to make that request. Oh my God. That's like hostile shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's real bad. Uh, this one's very funny. Okay. Um, I went on holiday alone to Florence for a week. The Airbnb was nice enough. Standard Italian apartment with big windows and a balcony, etc. So I was pleased to be there. The host seemed nice too, just a polite guy in his 30s. But I kept noticing little things, like my bag moving from one side of the bed to the other, or things in my room changing place. I thought I'd just forget about it. It's not like I left any valuables in there as I brought my passport and my money with me everywhere. But then one night I came back and noticed that the host was wearing my socks. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> they were stripy pink and blue. I bought them from a small shop in St. Ives, so definitely mine. I was like, mm, aren't those my socks? In a jokey way so it wouldn't be awkward. And he acted really surprised, making up excuses that he found them behind his bed and assumed they were his. He washed them and gave them back. I let that go, like whatever, right? They're just socks, maybe he really liked them. But then other things started to happen. One night I came back after being at a bar and a couple of my t-shirts were outside my bag and also a white vest was missing. Being a bit drunk, I confronted him and so he said something about not being sure if I wanted my clothes washed. I was like, thank you, but I don't touch my clothes. He didn't do anything more after that. We got along politely and avoided each other for the rest of my stay. I left an honest review of the place saying it was nice, but he kept touching my clothes he replied saying i was a liar and paranoid the whole thing was really weird oh my god that it's weird yeah just like little weird things where you'd be like okay i'm in a foreign country i don't have another place to stay i'm just gonna put up with these yeah little inconveniences but then you're like "Ah." and i feel like the dynamic is different if like if that was is that a a woman mm. and a, okay there it was a yeah okay. so two guys okay yeah still weird yeah it's weird that's what makes it more yes it would be like i mean very creepy if it was a woman traveler and a man i would never stay things. in a yeah. place where it was there was a guy host if i was staying in their apartment yeah like this. no no um Okay, so here's another one. So I turned up at this woman's Airbnb. It's got good vibes. Pictures of Bjork on the toilet wall, lots of nice vapors, lovely records. And then we get to talking about her record album, uh, a record collection. She invites me into her living room and shows me some of the people on her wall, Billie Holiday, Amy Winehouse. And then I look above her piano and I'm like, who's that? Knowing full well, it's Osama bin Laden. And she's like, oh, that's Osama bin Laden. He's my father. I asked her how she knows that, and she said the radio told her after he died. Oh, my God. And then she warns me to stay inside for the duration of my holiday because an attack is coming. The day after that, I come into her playing, like, five different radios on different frequencies blaring around the house while she lies in the bath. Then afterwards, she climbs in my bed. (gasps) It was a lot. I didn't know what to do, so eventually I leave saying maybe she should call someone on Monday. I was trying to help, but I felt kind of clueless. Oh, my God. I mean, he's 24 now, so who knows? This was Sean, 24. Um, Okay, I think this is my last one, but I think it's very funny. Okay. Um, This was a replacement Airbnb in South Williamsburg after the last one fell through. I was staying with this eccentric middle-aged lady who, when I arrived, was playing The Strokes at top volume on her stereo. Hello, I can't. (laughs) Hello, I can't turn it off. She shouted. She was smoking a spliff to calm herself down. I'm sorry about this. You can smoke if you want. And I said, have you unplugged it? That worked. I dropped my bags in my room and went for a shower. Okay, one rule, she said. Be careful of the bathroom. 
I'm nursing a pigeon back to health in there. This little pigeon I found on the fire escape with a broken wing and I have four cats and they know she's in there and they want her dead. You have to sneak into the bathroom. Don't let the cats kill her. I was like, fucking hell. Anyway, the cats didn't murder the pigeon. The pigeon made a full recovery and the host wrote a creepy review of my stay saying I was a very attractive British man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. It's funny that most of these are British because one of my creepiest hostel stays was in London. Oh yeah? Yeah, we had like, it was like the worst hostel ever it was disgusting it was my husband my ex-husband we like went in a we were in our early 20s and we went in a we had a roommate um that was like it was all dudes except for me and then um (laughs) we woke up to like a guy he who had night terrors and was like (gasps) screaming and we were all 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 of us were looking at each other like what the fuck and um but nobody spoke the same language so we were all very confused and then I remember um, going in there, um, like, one day we went in to, like, request a different room or to try to leave yeah. early or something. And all of our luggage was just sitting in the middle of the lobby. Completely what? unexplained, but all of our luggage specifically was in the middle of the lobby. That's nuts. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. So, those Brits, man, I wouldn't... <laughs> Don't go there. Just don't. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for mine? Yes, I am ready. Okay, great. Um, Mine is uh, from BuzzFeed, compiled by Kelly Martinez. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. And this is, um, I thought this was so interesting. Okay. This is um, stories of people who have won a lifetime supply of something <gasps> and like what really happened with that. Okay. I'm so you always curious. hear about like lifetime supply. Yeah. But what does it really mean and what do you really mean? do with the thing? Yeah. The, the lifetime. Okay. This person, uh, <laughs> their name is uh, Famous for Assholes, uh, <laughs> said, um, Roommate and I won a lifetime supply of butter in college. (laughs) Apparently, lifetime was two pounds of butter a week for a year. Stocked it up, got drunk, and tried to make a slip and slide with all the butter. (laughs) butter. It went okay. For all of those wondering about the success of the butter slide, remember to let your butter melt for a while to provide sufficient lubrication. The sting of butter in the road rash, I would give the experience a 7 out of 10 would do again. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe they did like, um, you know, like, did, have you ever been to a state fair? And where it's like fried butter? Oh, no, where they do like butter sculptures, or is that just in Ohio? <laughs> is That's that just in, in the Midwest? In All right, Midwest people, I want you to know if at your state fair, do you have butter sculptures? Because at the Ohio State Fair, there's always a butter cow. Like, a life-size cow sculpted of butter. Oh, my God. And uh, I just assumed that every state fair had that. No. No. Uh, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, this reminds me of, I remember uh, in college, uh, we had this friend. His name was Reese, and he was one of those guys that would just fucking do anything you asked him to do yeah. for the laugh. 
And I remember, like, he was dared to eat a stick of butter. Mm -hmm. And everybody chanted, like, eat the butter, eat the (laughs) butter. And this is all on video, and it's referred to as the the butter video. Like, who has the butter video? And it was, everybody was chanting, eat the butter, eat the butter. And they probably were taking the video with, like, a video camera. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it was. I think it was my friend Jeff Buchanan, who, funnily enough, is, like, a... Emmy Award winning, <laughs> the editor for Barry yeah. has edited all of Michelle Gondry's movie. He went on to do big, big, yeah, amazing and this things. was his first. Yeah, it was the better video. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, for outing you, <laughs> but um, yeah, his um, yeah, he's like incredibly talented yeah. and famous and does remarkable work, but. It all started with butter. Did he eat um, the whole thing? Like Yeah, so he ate enough? the butter. How did he eat it? Like well, across every, like a... No, like Tom Tom. And then, <laughs> so he ate the whole butter. Mm-hmm. And then, so everybody said they'd give him a dollar if they ate yeah. the butter. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I believe it was Jeff, I could be wrong, it, was, it could have been somebody else, offered him um, two dollars if he ate the dollar. <laughs> And then everybody started chanting, like, eat the dollar, eat the dollar. So he ate the dollar, and then he got sick all over everything. Well, yeah, well, he ate a dollar after a stick of butter. I can't remember what happens after that, but... Can I tell you the most shameful thing I've ever eaten? What? A goldfish. A live goldfish. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) Are you serious? I know. It was like a thing at a frat party. (gasps) I don't know. I don't you know. You just got swept up in the moment. I got swept up. It right. was like a thing. Like, I think it was from a movie that people were doing it at frat parties. And so then this party, they had a big thing of goldfish and were like, oh. isn't that horrible? I yeah. I'm admitting that. It could still be in you. I'm 45 and it still what makes me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel ashamed. But I was totally that girl who was like, I'm fucking cool. I'm down. I'll do it. And just. I can swallow it whole. Goldfish is just sitting on like um, you know, lazy boy like the mucinex guy somewhere <laughs> in your I think it's body. like that um, you know, the like cartoons of like a fish scale with like the X on the eyes. <laughs> it's just right. sitting oh, there. No. Like a teeny tiny little God, that's terrible. I should have put that on my guilty. I know. <laughs> that's not a pleasure. It was just a mistake, you guys. Guilty I'm sorry, don't mistake that you feel guilty for. Don't come at me. Um this one says, when I was a kid, I won a contest at a local ice cream shop where you guess the number of jelly beans in a jar. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I won a lifetime supply of free milkshakes. Unfortunately, the place went out of business a few months later. What a letdown. What a letdown. Well. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you should be, you should be giving away a free lifetime supply. Maybe they're just not good I business know. people. They probably knew they were out of business. Right. It's like it we're going out of business, so that was their Hail Mary yeah, yeah, pass. Yeah. They're like, like, either we give this guy free milkshakes, and that's fine, and we survive. If we go to business, then yeah. who gives a shit? That's actually really smart. Um, this person, uh, News Starton, said, My brother-in-law won the Chipotle Adventurito thing and won free burritos for a year. There are 52 coupons for burritos. He used some of them, but now he uses them as alternative currency. Homeless man asking for money? Chipotle burrito. Not sure what to do for a casual gift? Chipotle burrito coupon. Want to tip a person without giving money? Here's a burrito. That's a dick move. That's a dick move. You do not tip with a burrito. And then it says, guess what I got for Christmas? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> um, this one says, my mom and dad bought a water softener about 22 years ago. Um, with it came a lifetime supply of bar soap. The company gave it to them all at once. It was a pallet of bar soap. Thousands <laughs> of bars of soap. They still have a bunch of it. Does bar soap go bad? I don't know, right? Think no. So. I don't know. Um, Some crusty soap. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine won a lifetime supply of Smarties from a distributor. The delivery was a 120-pound case of Smarties. He's a professional film editor, so he spends a lot of time at his computer. He's also often too lazy to cook proper meals. Oh. Um, so he put the 120-pound case of Smarties next to his desk, and then he proceeded to consume all of it in a matter of weeks. No. That is not no. okay. You need to go to the hospital no. if you did that. I, I used to, for like, I don't know, four or five years, I was worked for Mentos and Airheads and I oh, did their right. social I did their social media posts and so what I would like because I was like taking pictures and then I was writing the captions and so I had like a I had file cabinets full of every single kind of Mentos Airheads like and anytime something new would come I get a big shipment and like so but like you think you want to have all that so kind of candy much. in your yeah. house. And it is like, I literally couldn't even look at it. It totally. was so gross. My ex-husband was a, oh, a right. candy salesman. Yeah. And w- like gourmet, like Jelly Belly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I uh, forgot that, yeah. Like gourmet chocolate truffles. So our whole office was filled ceiling. Yeah. Like to floor of candy. Just candy, and yeah. And people would ask me all the time, like, oh, like, do you love it? And I was like, I just don't even care that it's in there. It's annoying. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, my I, kids didn't even want it. it no. It was just like, when, if it's available to, it's like drugs. It's like drugs. You know, That's why drugs should legalized. be legalized. <laughs> people would not give a fuck. Exactly. Yeah. You guys, that is our story for today. <laughs> it's like, if it's a special treat, then yeah. But if it's available all the time, you don't want it. Yeah. You get so sick of it. Which is why I think I'm like, yeah. I totally buy into the like, not making for kids, like not making sweets and food, like certain things like off limits. Right. Like just being like, yeah, you can have it. It's just like a normal whatever, because it's, it is the like, ooh, it's bad. Or ooh, it's, I shouldn't, it's forbidden. I shouldn't have it, you know? Yeah. Um, this one says, I won a lifetime supply of Pop-Tarts when I was younger. <laughs> they sent a big box with around 30 of the normal shelf boxes every three months for about three years. And then started dwindling off to eventually not sending any. I could never get into the contact with someone to do anything about it, so I just let it go. I didn't even realize I won until I re- received the first huge box. But I even hid the boxes from my parents and sister for a while because I didn't want to share. But that, <laughs> but that didn't last long. You can only do so much as a kid to hide dozens of boxes when you don't take out the trash. And, like, that you get a delivery. Yeah, <laughs> like I know. three months worth of, of, of Pop-Tart boxes. Oh, man. I think maybe they just, just, like, they dwindled because they're like, you have to be sick of these by now, right? Yeah. <laughs> This, oh, I mean, this one's funny. Um, it says, I currently receive what seems to be a lifetime supply of toilet paper. Over 20 years ago, I became fond of a variety of Charmin that was infused with baby oil because it was soft and smooth. Mm-hmm. When I moved for work, the local stores didn't have baby oil Charmin. 
and I was told that it didn't exist. I called Procter and Gamble to find out what was up and was told that the baby oil version was only offered as a test market and didn't turn out so well, so it was no longer sold in stores. I was crushed. The company did, however, take my name and address, and I was told that I would receive coupons in the mail for my inquiry and interest in their product. About three weeks later, a box of Procter & Gamble that contained two separate four-packs of toilet paper, one marked A and the other marked B. The letter that uh, was enclosed stated that since I had such a penchant for toilet paper, <laughs> I had been selected to test out their new varieties. I was instructed to use the package marked A for a week and then switch to the package marked B the following week. After two weeks, I received a call from the company asking about the results of my test. They asked questions like, could I name three adjectives describing my experience? (laughs) (laughs) Multis of toilet paper. It was definitely a phone call to remember. At the end of the call, I was told that I would receive coupons and um, their considerations in the mail for my participation in this test. Ever since then, I've received a free four-pack of Charmin toilet paper once a month, every month. This has gone on for 20 years, and it doesn't look like it would stop. That's amazing. You gotta love a company like that. Like, good on Charmin. That's great. I wonder if she lived in um, Cincinnati because it is a test market. Like, oh. Yeah, because that's where Procter Gamble is headquartered. Like, there's a bunch of, like, like Chiquita was there, Procter PG, GE. There's a bunch of, like, big, big, whatever companies there. But because of, like, I don't know, geographically, the Midwest, whatever. It's a test market. So there were lots of times like you go to um, like a fast food place and they'd have like something weird on the menu and it wouldn't be anywhere else. They were just like testing it out. And so, huh. yeah, so maybe And I also love that like she called the company and was like, where is my, my baby, baby oil? oil. <laughs> I need my butt That's to get so funny. Soft. I wish I noticed things like that. Like I no. wish I noticed toilet paper like that. Honestly, know? I could not tell you what. I can tell you when we have bad toilet paper, uh-huh. like when we get like during the pandemic, at one point Ben bought like a giant thing of one ply toilet paper, uh-huh. like the kind that's for like a, a well water or a sewer, you know, like, and it took so long to get through because it was like one ply <laughs> and, and like we're so cheap that we're like. We have to get through this before we start the next one. And yeah, was, yeah. Max would be like, I went to her mix my butter. And I'd be like, <laughs> just use it. I had, I remember uh, I was managing um, an office building. And you would think that like in an office building, you would just like go in, you do mm-hmm. your job, and you leave, and you work, and you leave. Uh-huh. But I had this guy that wouldn't stop talking to me about like how the paper towels were so thin uh-huh. in the bathrooms and it was so annoying to him uh-huh. and like when are we gonna get new paper towels and I was like listen buddy these were ordered in bulk a long time ago <laughs> get on board you've got about four years worth of these paper towels before anything else is gonna change when I for our wedding it was very DIY like everything was very DIY and I um ordered these I thought it'd be really fun to have these napkins that had trivia questions printed on them and they had like you know whatever but what a real party starter (laughs) what a fun fun gal (laughs) um so I ordered these napkins and I thought they came they were like from eBay I'm sure like they came first of all they were had to be at least 20 years old like Uh they were crusty (laughs) napkins and I thought I was ordering like 
200 and instead I ordered like 2000 <laughs> and so we used those trivia napkins for Forever. so long <laughs> they were yeah, not they like not absorbent not absorbent at all oh no uh <laughs> this one says my dad worked in marketing for transportation catering in the 90s and snap will give us a full truck of every single one of their product types wait a full truck yeah that's what it says they stop by every six months or so to get our feedback and ask us if we wanted more. At one point, we had a Snapple-only double fridge in our laundry room <laughs> to chill three of each flavor while the rest were in boxes taking up a good part of our garage. My cousin tried to maintain a bottle top collection but lost count after 5,000. I have no idea if my dad still gets Snapple, but in his house still has a Snapple-only fridge. A Snapple-only fridge. It was awesome, bordering magical. I would replace my veins with 90 Snapple if I could. No regrets. Do you think that Snapple, is it still around? I think so. Does it still have Snapple facts on the inside? I think so. I remember being in um, my first year of college. I had an apartment. Um, I supported myself, but mm -hmm. like... My mom, I think, like, took me to Costco one day. Yeah. She felt bad for me. And uh, <laughs> she bought me, like... Uh, and we bought like Snapple. Yeah. And I had to, I hide them under my bed because all of my degenerate oh, yeah. friends. You can't have something nice like Snapple. Snapples. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm try I can't now I can't remember who this was that I was with. This just made me think of like I was with someone where we were at like a store and they bought a or there was like clearly Canadian in something was I with you? Oh, yeah. Were we together? I don't this know. happened and somebody like opened it and took a drink and was like, oh, tastes like the 90s. <laughs> I don't think I was with you, but Where I do was love I? the the Canadian. Um, this one was funny. I never got the full story of how they got them, but my grandparents somehow ended up with two dozen or so pallets of Tic Tacs and fried various flavors. <laughs> to put this in perspective, consider how big those plastic containers of Tic Tacs come in are. Are they? They're pretty small. I was it. Well, oh, maybe they made the like. Oh, okay. Yeah, the... Now consider how many could fit in a fully stacked palette and multiply it several times <laughs> over. It was pretty awesome until we ran out of the orange ones. Oh yeah, those Everybody are the best ones. This one is painful to read. Uh, when my friend was 16, he won a lifetime supply of M&Ms because he found one of those packs with all the white M&Ms. Do you remember that contest? Yes, yes. Okay. The contest was to win $1 million. He gave it to his mom and had her send it in uh, since he wasn't 18. She didn't believe that he had won a million dollars, so she procrastinated sending it in. After she eventually did, they got a letter stating that they had not gotten the wrapper sent in on time, so no <gasps> million bucks, but they are going to send them a lifetime supply of M&Ms. <sighs> in the letter, there was a redemption card he could send in and get 52 coupons for one pack of free M&Ms each. Um, of free M&M's each, plus a redemption card for the next year. He did this for five or six years until he lost the redemption card. Oh, man. Uh, the first year he got all the M&M's and ate them himself. He really wished he had gotten the million dollars. <laughs> Can you imagine forgiving your mother for that? Oh, oh man. Like, my life could be so different. Yeah. I'm sure she was thinking the same. Like, oh. I'll read a couple more. This one okay. says, a friend of mine won a lifetime supply of Juicy Fruit gum when she was 12 years old. She told me that she was absolutely in love with Juicy Fruit at the time. Her mom entered her in this random contest as a joke. 
And without any notice, UPS showed up at her door with 15 huge boxes. She was so confused. So she opened the boxes and there it was, a couple thousand packs of gum. Wow. The company never sent her a letter or any piece of acknowledgement that she won just a ton <laughs> of gum. Today, the sight of juicy fruit makes her sick. It's funny because a lot of these places are like, I never got any like letter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's almost like, here you fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to fulfill our contractual Fine. obligations. You won. We're laughing. <laughs> Here's your burrito. Um, this one says, "In this one is crazy. In 1974, my dad was a detective in the Vice Squad. One night, they busted a few guys driving a truck that had many kilograms of co- cocaine hidden against a shipment of razors. After the trial, all the guys in his unit got to take home as many razors as they wanted. <laughs> I was born eight years later, and neither my dad nor I have had to buy razors since. If someone sees me shaving, they uh, might ask where I got that 1970s razor. <laughs> that is crazy. It's a cocaine razor. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember my boyfriend in high school, um, Dave. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. Um, we're Facebook friends now. So I don't know if he listens. <laughs> I think all um, of our Facebook friends listen. He was older than me. Uh, like, I was in high school when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Dave. Yeah, I know. Come on. What were you doing? What were you doing, Dave? Um, but he was very sweet. Mm-hmm. I, if anything, I was the bad influence on Dave. Yeah. He filled out a card when he was getting his oil change. Um, oil change, and he won um, like a year's supply of Chick-fil-A. And he got a <sighs> stack of cards like this big of Chick-fil-A yeah. meals. And he gave them to me because he was the sweetest. And um, so I remember being like... Like, me and my friends going to, like, Brutal Beach on, like, $30 to our name and, like, 12 of us in, like, a hotel room, yeah. like, a case of PBR, and we all lived off Chick-fil-A for yeah. the entire trip. It, like, funded our Brutal Beach trip. So, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, Dave, You're and thank you, dude. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> our sponsors. <laughs> and I'll end with this last one. Um, I won a 20-month supply of Dippin' Dots from a Facebook promotion. They would ship a gallon bag in a dry ice container every (laughs) month. It would only last about three days before melting, and I was in college, so I just threw monthly Dippin' Dots parties. It made for a great pickup line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, certainly that is an icebreaker. Like, right. uh, come on over. But Dippin' Dots are fucking disgusting. Dippin' Dots are the worst. And I will never understand why people eat them. I get so I it's like my kid loves them of course because kids love them and But do they really do they do people really love Dippin' Dots? No, I think he just loves love the, the like experience. Yes, he loves the experience okay. of it. And like yeah, it just like I it makes me mad every time we're like at the zoo and I have to spend like $6 on a small okay. Dippin' Dots. And I'm like this is gross and not real ice cream. Yeah. You should be ashamed of they yourself. They make me angry, actually. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, so one time I was doing a show in West Virginia um, with my friends uh, Josh Need and Mike Cody, and we all went to this, um, like, a fun, you know, like, they had, like, laser tag and games and whatever, like, during the day. We're, like, fun a fun zone. Yeah, something like that. And I yeah. can't remember what the name of it was, but we were, like, asking um this lady like we're like hey is there like is there an ice cream place nearby we really want to go get ice cream and she was like well there's dipping dots up the road that's future ice cream <laughs> come on ice it's cream future ice cream for astronauts <laughs> from the future 
you can go. I love that it's still considered ice cream from the future when it's like it's been around for like 30 years (laughs) and it's not going anywhere. It's absolutely gross. It's disgusting. Um, All right. All right. Good list. Good list. So are you guys uh, ready for our top five? Top five this week. All right. This week. I feel like this is going to be like kind of a, it probably is going to be a little bit controversial. Of like, I think so. Yeah. I had a hard time with this. This was hard. Yeah. So this is our top five rom-coms. Yeah. Um, and I want to say, okay, so there were some, I had to make some like rules for myself. Okay. Because like, there were some movies, like when I was kind of like looking at lists to be like, okay, well, those, I, I didn't really actually pull very many from lists because I was like, I don't agree with these. These are all just like the ones that people think they should pull. Right. But, um. Oh, I didn't consult any less. I went full on. What does my heart tell me? What does your heart tell you? I'll tell you. And you tell you tell me what your I heart tells you. But I want to say I didn't like a lot of these had some that I was like I don't consider these rom coms. Like I didn't consider Princess Bridal rom com. Yeah, I don't consider that. I a don't rom-com. consider Clueless. I didn't either. I, or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was on like a that's lot of lists. Not funny. But you know, Jeff, my friend, that yeah. uh, he edited that movie. Well, great job, Jeff. I know, great job. Good Jeff. job. It made a lot of top, like you know, rom coms of all time lists. It's a Michelle but I think movie. It's, it's amazing. I think it is not a rom com. It's a great movie, right? But not a rom com. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Okay. okay so my number. Uh, well, I guess we're going five, four, three. Yeah. Four. Okay. So. Um, this movie is not a lot of people have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it, it came out. I think like ten years ago, maybe. But it's one of the, it, and it's a movie that's making fun of rom coms. Okay, it's so it's like it, it pokes fun at everything. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's a satire. But the cast is incredible, and it, I laughed so hard when I saw this. Have you ever seen They Came Together with Amy Poehler? No, I Red? have not seen it, but it was on a bunch of lists, and I was like, why have I not seen this? I need to watch it. it so I have not seen it. so funny. Yeah. I Like, the first time I saw it, I was crying. I've watched yeah. it a ton of times, and every time I, I like, I laughed so hard every time. Yeah. You'll love it. Okay. It's so great. And I, I mean, I love Paul, that. You can't beat Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Okay. It's not your classic rom-com. It's more of a, yeah. it's a rom-com, but it's one that's making fun of rom-com. Yeah, rom-coms. which I love. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I just want to say this is such a cheat, but I have my number five is a tie with a bunch of A tie okay. for a bunch. Okay. It is a tie for Definitely Maybe, When Harry Met Sally, 13 Going on 30, 10 Things I Hate About You, Amelie, Amelie, Amelie. Love Actually, Moonstruck, Palm Springs, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, what? What? Bridget Jones you Diary, and one? Obvious Child. Those are my top, those are my number, my number five, all, I couldn't choose, they're all a tie. All right, I don't, that is such bullshit. <laughs> you, know, you know it. I know you it is. You know it's bullshit. I do. I know it's bullshit. Okay, there I know are it's some bullshit. good ones in there. Say them again. Okay. Slower. Definitely, maybe. Say them with conviction this time. Sorry. Okay, I just was trying because to get them all I in. Know. I know. <laughs> I was trying to get them all in before you stopped me and told me that it was not against the rules. <laughs> Although we make the rules, we fucking make the rules. All right, fine. Go. Okay. Okay. Definitely, maybe. Which one is that? It's Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds and his daughter, and he's talking about oh, his mother. Yeah, I that's love. Cute. I love it. It's. Yeah. I had to like. 
I it's one that. of those that like I think the first time I watched it I was like this is fine but then every time it comes on I watch it and I just it makes me happy yeah. so um and then when Harry met Sally which is yeah, not something great. that like I can't believe that's not on my list I forgot it's it great but it also like I haven't watched it in a really long time so it's not a movie I could go back to over and over but I did watch it over and over at a period of my life obviously namesake um it's a great movie um 13 going on 30 I just watched that with Louise the other night. Did she love it or no? We're in this phase where it's like she's now, like, she's a tween. Yeah. And we're trying to, like, find things that we both like. She's really into Lindsay Lohan, which is so weird. Weird. But but we've exhausted (laughs) all of our Lindsay Lohan movies. Mm -hmm. So I put that on for the other night. I thought she would like it, but she... Was she bored by it? She was totally bored by it. Yeah, she just, like, Mm -hmm. went in her room and started playing her drums, like... What's the movie? <laughs> uh, what's the movie with Mary Stuart Masterson and Eric uh, Stoltz? Oh, oh, God. Why can't I think of it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Some kind of wonderful, oh my God. Uh, so good. So yeah, good. So she just had to go in her room and drum it out. <laughs> drum it out. The movie made her so mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's 13 going 30, 10 Things I Hate About You, Amelie, Love Actually, Moonstruck. Those are good. Those are all good. Palm Springs. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I like started it and fell asleep. But oh, it's so go good. Back. It's okay. so good. It's I like it almost made my higher list. But then really? I was like, I think I I've only seen it once, so I'm like, I I can't. I think I just really liked it of the time because it was like a movie. It was in the. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic, and so it was like, oh, yeah, you know, a feel good movie in the pandemic. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Bridget Jones' That's Diary, and Obvious Child. Those okay, my, yeah, those are all good. Those are my ties. My tie okay. for fifth. All right, cheater. <laughs> um, my next one is a guilty pleasure movie, but it's one of those movies that I could watch over and over yeah. again. Is uh, And I watch it every time it comes on. Is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, I, I would watch that. One. Yes, over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four, I think, is one that probably most people have not seen, but it is a movie... Maybe not most people haven't seen, but when I mention it, n- nobody knows what I'm talking about. But I watched it ad nauseum when I was a teenager. It's Shag. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, that movie. Yeah. It's like they're it's like in the, they're in the '60s, and that Shag yeah. is like the dance, and it's just like I remember that, but yeah. not enough to say if it's good or not. It was <laughs> like Doctor Dude Fuck, who's my like best childhood friend. If you're coming from Dunlove, um, Aaron, she and I watched that movie like literally over and over and over and over like could not uh-huh. i don't know why we like glommed onto it but like we can still quote from that movie that nobody Who's ever knows it? um it is phoebe cates oh okay and um bridget fonda oh great and some other people that you would recognize that i can't think of their names right now oh okay I'll yeah i have to look it up some blonde lady some guys <laughs> Doing stuff, yeah. talking, not talking. And cool, doing dancing, the yeah. shag, the dance. <laughs> They're in a dance contest. It's great. Um, my next one is a it's one that like I used to love it, and I would watch it a lot. And now I feel like I would take this off and replace it with something else. Mm. But like it's so funny because the, like the concept and the premise is actually mm. super fucked. And would never be made, even though this was only now, which w- this was only made like 20 years ago, I think. Yeah. Is um, Never Been Kissed. 
Which, like, the oh, idea is that Drew, the Barrymore, Drew Barrymore... she goes back to high school? Yeah, she goes back to high school, and then she falls in love with her teacher. Yeah. And he has a crush on her, but they can't do anything. But right. it's still wildly inappropriate yes. all yeah. around. I feel like I remember thinking it was inappropriate at the time. Yeah. Being like, I can't cognitively were... get on board with this. I can't right. quite... <laughs> Who's the guy? like, loving it. I, I don't think he went on... Oh, he was, like, um, on that Jennifer Garner show... What is that called? Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Um, his she was like a she spy. was like married to him. Maybe was she? Maybe before. Yeah, before. Like after the Affleck. Before the Affleck, after Scott Foley. I think she's been married a bunch. Of oh times. yeah. Well, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Um, who yeah. was on um, Alias with her? Alias. That's yeah. the name of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My number three, which I think. I would say if I was doing my overall movies, uh-huh. would might made me higher. Might be one of my number one movies. Like I would say it's like if anybody asked me what my favorite movie, I would probably name this movie. But I think in terms of just like pure rom com, it's it, it's only number three. High fidelity. I have that on my list. Yeah, it's it's a so perfect good. movie. I love high fidelity so much. It's yeah. a perfect movie. It mm-hmm. like is so real, not realistic, but like realistic about like love and kind of like how you can like when you're in a relationship like you lose that like puppy love. I like just saw yeah. like it like that movie no movie has like really spoke to me like that like that was one of the first movies that I was like wow I get like I get this yeah this is great yeah and it's uh, the cues I mean come on yeah and then you it, what resonated with me is the way that you attach songs to people yes and times and yeah. like they're like just yeah how uh, and um like it's so funny how something that a song that could be so special and amazing to you can and and, and a perfect song could be mm-hmm. something that you're just like shut it off I can't yeah like, I, like you just cannot go yes. back to that place I love it and you can yeah love and hate a song based off of what emotion is connected mm-hmm. to it and a person can completely ruin that experience for you um, yes uh, my it's speaking of the cues. So my number four, uh-huh. or my number two, I would yeah. say, I'm going backwards. Uh, my number two is Say Anything. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know what? I don't, I've seen it, obviously. I've seen it. But I haven't, it wasn't like something that I watched over and over. So I'm not like the most familiar with it. Oh, okay. Like I've seen it. I've seen it several times. I just can't like, I feel like if I watched it. You can't like quote it. Yeah, right? I can't quote okay. it. Um, okay, my number two is About Time. Have you seen it? Is that the one where they like time hop and it's Paul? Is it Paul Bettany or the guy that looks not like Paul, Paul Bettany? Bettany it's the um, yes, dude. the redhead. Okay. and I love it so much. It makes me cry every time. Really, it's so I don't good. Cry. Oh, but it's like Do beautiful I? and funny and lovely. is it with um, Rachel McAdams? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love it. I, I think feel like it's the a premise of wonderful, that movie beautiful just movie. makes me want to cry, and I just don't want to go to that place. Is it like to where they're just like not quite? No, 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 no. It's not like uh, the lake house. No, they're with each other the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I'll give you. You should. I okay. I thought that it was about that. Like they just like would like fall in love and then he would disappear. They and then she would disappear and they just couldn't quite get sync up. No, I I think that's the. I don't want to do that. I think that's the time traveler's wife that you're thinking of. That I think she was also in. 
Yes. Yeah, this is not okay. that. This is with Rachel. Um, expand your horizon. <laughs> this is so good. It's with the it is with the redhead guy, not Paul Bettany, the redhead guy who was also in Harry Potter. Yes. Who yes. has been in a million things. Donald Donald Gleason? Domino Gleason. Okay. Um, and who you'd recognize, of course. And then, and it's so charming and British and wonderful, and I love it. All right. You guys will love it. You love it if you haven't seen it. It's okay. could be top one. Well, I already gave away what my number one was in the High Fidelity, which That's is what I like a perfect yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. A perfect choice. I mean, yes. you can't fault that. My number one is Notting Hill. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, it's the rom com that I I could watch every time. I mean, I. Ben and I, Ben loves it too. Like we watch anytime it's on, we'll watch it all the way through. I don't think that I've ever watched it all the way through. <gasps> oh, it's so good. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a it's shot. It's so good, and it's a young Hugh Grant who is just so gorgeous. Pretty cross. Young, young. Pretty Yeah, pretty cross. <laughs> I was like cross. <laughs> my, my one of my favorite abbreviations for a word is pros, pre-pros or institute. You can, you can go either way. You can say, but I don't think you're supposed to use that word supposed anymore. To say sex worker now. Sorry, Jen. sex worker. But if we were to use the word pros, pros or institute, it's way more fun. It was if you say it either way. Or- <laughs> yeah and a like young gorgeous julia roberts i mean just you know yeah. so great yeah um all right well we want to hear what were your top five rom-coms i feel what like are this... we missing i feel like we're missing some yes. major ones yeah i mean all you know it's like every um and meg ryan i don't every... think we named the single meg ryan I, did when we? harry met oh, sally yeah, but okay. in my like you know yeah but we didn't do like when you You've got mail. Yeah, I when don't. You've got mail. <laughs> when you've got mail, a bird sings, an <laughs> angel gets its wings. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I think that we could do like a like a brackets on these yeah. of like what's the overall rom com. So yeah, we'll put up a poll. We want to hear what your favorite rom coms are, and then if we get enough um, answers, we'll do a we'll do a bracket. Who doesn't love a bracket? Everybody, Jen doesn't know what a bracket is, but I do. It's for Basketball sports. <laughs> <laughs> and Final Fours. I know what a basket bras- <laughs> <a> is. <laughs> you got a basket. I know what a basket <laughs> uh, You guys, come back next time. We are so grateful you're listening. Um, I, You can find us on all of... Come back. Come on back next time. I don't know where that came from. Cut that one out. Um, you guys... Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on all the social media. We're at Instagram at the Ridiculous Pod. Uh, we're on TikTok at the Ridiculous Podcast. You can email us at the Ridiculous Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website, theridiculouspodcast.com. And most importantly, if you could please rate and re- review, share the podcast on social media, tell a friend. Uh, we're just starting out, so we really, really appreciate um, any little bit of that. That would be amazing. We would love it, and we'll see you next time on The Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous.